One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily featuring some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We were joined by Eddie Jordan. Oh, yeah. F1 legend, former team principal, pundit. Uh, what a life he's had. A full life, Paul. Yeah. And full of well, energy. He's not dead yet. He's 75. Know, he looks I, fit I, as I a fiddle. I said a full life. I didn't yeah. say he had a full life. No. I said a full life. He looks fit as a fiddle, doesn't he? He's, on, he's got his own he electric does. bikes out these yeah, days yeah. and... Cycling away. He was on guitar. Um, Drums, drums, isn't it? We we did that. Um, Ali Ross joined us from the streets of Lille, where Scotland is celebrating qualification, something he pointed out that England can't do at the moment, as we we, um, record this. And uh, he was on good form, wasn't he? He sounded like having a lovely time, yeah. Yeah. We had a bit of a chat, didn't we? We had loads of stuff. We talked about and you got involved. So I think that'll do you. Here it is. Good afternoon, Charlie. Good afternoon, Paul. On that note, actually, my my brother's uh, gone gone had a couple of quid on England to win. I think it's I think it's eight to one or nine yeah. to one. On, even at this on stage, stage, even at this stage, right. I've offered him thirty to one. Really? So I don't know if he's going to take the bet or not. But wow. betting with your family is always good fun, isn't bet- it? <laughs> Quite. Bet- I think it. It sounds offering like a, better odds. It sounds like a recipe for disaster. <laughs> if you want tales of family flutters. Um, do yeah. tell us this afternoon because I'm, I'm sure they didn't turn out. Didn't turn out. If you're taking money off your family like <laughs> well, that, it's you know it's, it's different off a bookie, isn't it? It you is know, a you bit. Get one isn't over it? on the bookies, one thing, isn't it? Off your family. If you've had, yeah, in, yeah into, if you're gonna, I'll give you hundred to one. Yeah, and then into it comes family off. flutters and the fallout from them. We'd love to know. Talksport.com forward slash H and J. Text to eight ten eighty nine or tweet to TSH and J. How did that get up there? I don't know. I just saw a picture earlier on. It was in the Telegraph. So it says, uh, light relief is the headline. Okay, yeah. Social media user Gemma Barker said she burst out laughing when she spotted a shopping trolley perched on a lamppost in Malvern in Worcestershire, but managed to take a photo of it to prove she was not dreaming. Yeah. Sure enough, it's at the there top is, yeah. of the, um, of the uh, lamppost, right at the top. There's a shopping trolley. It's one of the little there. ones. It's a, it's a ten items or less, Paul. It's, yeah, not a, it's not a big, deep one. No. Not, it's not your Christmas shop one. No, it's not. But still, I mean... It's you've popped in for a few bits, that size. You would have thought somebody would have seen them do that. When I was a kid uh, living in um, Stoke Newington in, uh, in North London. Oh, yeah. London Borough Hackney. Oh, yeah. Um, I uh, used to I walk to school at a very young age with sort of chums when I was like six, seven years old and there was, the, the, the closest we had to the twilight zone was in this street which led to my school, more or less opposite the house 
that the late Eric Bristow lived in okay, as a child, yeah, yeah. and uh, him and his little gang of mates would terrorise me on the way to school <laughs> to run past Eric's gang if they were sitting on the wall, um, was a lamppost. Okay. And over this lamppost, and I would wonder at this as a child, over this lamppost were two tyres, two, two big tires. lorry tyres, two lorry tyres yeah. over the lamppost. And so me and my mates and some of the older brothers would say, they've cut that and they've just put it there. They put it round it. tug on the old tyres... No. Not a cut. It, somebody had. I don't Got know if they'd done it as a kind of really slotted like, it over. It's like a yeah, like a, a hoopla. World's strongest man hoopla. Or a sort of you know in the office. That's the real quiz. You know when they throw whatever it is over the over. Oh yeah, over yeah, the yeah. top of the thing. You know. Oh, well, they always are going. I think. Oh, I love how, that. Did, how did they do that? And you get millions. Never of mind shoes. the pyramids. Constant, that's the thing that vexes me. Constant shoes on on. Uh, tele- oh, yeah. telephone lines yeah. we've all seen that there's a bus stop in London uh, where it's always a copy of the the VHS of Hellraiser lying on, on the top of a bus l- shelter lying on the top of the bus shelter see that's another good one how the hell did that get up there <laughs> is something we often say well why would you put that there yeah lovely isn't it often the, a bus shelter is very that's often a stray shoe isn't there yeah in a student town there'll be a traffic cone often yeah. on top of of it, so there we are. Stray shoes, always okay. Good. So, because one shoe is always yeah. worse to lose than both. It is. <laughs> how did how did that get up there? Is what we're asking this afternoon, as well as uh, into family flutters. Once again, oh three seven one seven double two double three double four talksport.com forward slash H and J text to eight ten eighty nine or tweet to T S H and J. That's T S H A N D J this afternoon yeah. to uh, get in touch. Lovely. Charlie, how was your footballing weekend? We are going to talk to Jim a bit later on. Very you, disappointing. You crashed out the FA Cup. Crashed out the FA Cup. At what stage? First oh, round well, proper? No, no, absolutely not. Qualifying. It, it feels like about the 18th round yeah. we, we've played. I think we've played three rounds. I'm looking at the reducer. I suppose that is a sign as a, as a football club you're not in Kansas anymore when no. you come into the FA Cup that early. Very, very, very well, early. Well, I'm still smarting from uh, Tottenham being in a regional draw as they were in yes. the Carabao Cup with Carabao no Cup. Europe. And uh, <laughs> our old mate Adrian Darren had a at me for being a snob, but I'm sorry. No, southern draw. draw. We couldn't football. even get through that. <laughs> we got knocked out by Fulham. Yeah, yeah. we uh, we lost to Met. We, we in one of those weird twists of fate. We played Maidstone in the league last week, lost yeah. that. Play Maidstone in the cup this week, right. lost that. Oh, I mean, dear. look up our first goal online. I saw. I watched it. It is one. If Danny Baker was still doing own goals, oh and yes, gaffes, yeah, it would be. One. First, up, it first was, on there. It was just a, a mix-up between the defender and the goalkeeper, and that's putting it mildly. If you want to check it out before Jim Proudfoot comes in, because we may touch on Torquay beyond England, Italy. Yeah. Honestly, what a terrible goal to give away. Tough old times for the goals, Paul. Yeah. I know everyone doesn't want to hear about the goals, but tough old times at the moment. Will they feel your pain, Charlie? They oh, feel your pain, oh, I'm well, sure. You know, Unless they're Exeter or Plymouth fans. It's horrible. When, sorry to get into it, but yeah. when when your team's not doing well, it's yeah. absolutely horrible. No. You feel it. You just feel it so internally. First thing you so think of when you wake up is exactly. It's, yeah. Well, it's 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 so miserable. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and when it becomes not fun anymore, I've been watch there. It, Tell me know, about it. Yeah. You just sort of go. We've got Welling at home on Saturday, and I'm not just not confident of winning that. And you go, we, we used to. My friend, my friend Mick, my friend Mick, um, my friend has a character, yeah. a comedy character called Mick Sargent, hmm. who's who's an old northeast shipbuilder, yeah, and he's now unemployed. And the, and the character's catchphrase is, "I used to build ships," yeah, right? <laughs> and I always think that with 
with Torquay United. Yeah. We, we used to be in yeah, League One. You used to be a contender, didn't you? Could have been, you could have been a contender. It'll, it'll come good again, you have to hope. Um, my dad bet me £500 I couldn't give up smoking. I stopped for a year and he paid the bet. A year later I started again. Now he wants his yeah, money back, no, says well, RP. He's, well, he's got a back. point, hasn't yeah, he? Yes. He, he didn't say stop for 12 months, he said stop forever. Few people with this, Paul Bobby, the Arsenal fan. How did that get up there? Spurs, top of the Premier League. Oh, Lee, the Leeds oh, fan. Spurs, how did they beautiful. get up there? There we are. Graham from Gloucester Tottenham how did they Hard get up there Hard grafting canny management boys that's how they got up there I'm not saying they're going to stay there but that's how they got there at the moment yeah so uh, yeah to get in touch talksport.com forward slash H&J text to 81089 tweet to TSH&J TSHANDJ you can tell us in person 03717 we'll take your calls this afternoon so we kick off with Carl Frampton, two-weight uh, two world champion boxer, of course, and Dan Hardy, former MMA fighter, still involved in the sport now okay, on a promotional yeah. level. Uh, we have got Tyson Fury versus Francis Garnett to come. That is a, uh, a crossover event. I'd, yeah. I'd argue the biggest ever because of the activity, recent activity of the two. I mean, Mayweather-McGregor is one thing, but, you know, Floyd... Was uh, was not that active at that point. Fury looked. He looked. <clears throat> I know it was yeah. only, only there, but he looked fit on on the yeah. on Saturday night at that. It's uh, it's a, it's, that it's taken a fair share of criticism, but some interesting stuff around both sports at the moment. Um, and uh, you're quite, we've seen a few boxers defecting to the world of MMA with frustration at not getting fights done. And boxing yeah. has to be careful. It, it frustrates fans, and if it struts, frustrates one, fighters, one thing as well. fans love about the MMA is the big they hitters get, fight the big hitters. They get it you know? done. Yeah, 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 that is very true. Anyway, we will get the thoughts of Carl and uh, and Dan very shortly. Uh, Damakon Sue, you would have possibly heard him on. If you love your American football, you've been hearing from him on Sky. He's a defensive tackle in the NFL. He's a Super Bowl winner with uh, Tampa Bay. Played Tom Brady, of course. He's a free agent at the moment. And uh, he's, he's sitting there drumming his fingers on the desk at Sky, mm. oh, waiting yeah. for the call. Because he, he's up for coming in. He's clearly obviously looked after himself. Yeah. And uh, he, he awaits the call to come in late doors into the season. We'll see how he's... Uh-huh. I didn't know you could do that. Anyway, he'll explain all. Uh, Eddie Jordan's going to pop in and see us from the world of F1. He has a new podcast with David Coulthard. We'll chat oh, about good. that more. And uh, some interesting news from the world of F1. Maybe the, the US Grand Prix could throw up some good news for Mercedes. We'll see what Eddie makes of that. Uh, we'll also be say, joined by Rick Broadbent, his new... Uh, biography of uh, Yorkshire. Yeah. He's a, a proud Yorkshireman who now lives book. down south these days. It's called Nothen. Yes. And um, we'll be chatting to him later on. We'll talk rugby and, of course, all the build up to not just England, Italy, but we'll be in Lille with the Tartan Army because we bring you France v Scotland tonight over on Talksport 2. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Joined in the studio now by a man who's been on a sporting road trip in recent mm. weeks. It sounds like a bit of a dream, but we know him from the world of F1, of course. He is a former team owner and a TV pundit. Eddie Jordan, Eddie, good to see you. Hey, yeah, I'm delighted to be here, guys. Ah. I do it on the phone most Mondays after a Grand Prix, so to actually be in the studio and be yeah. part of the action, it's a bit... Yeah. Well, yeah, well, what a few weekends you've had. You went off to the Ryder Cup, you've just been telling us, and had some fun there. You've just been over at the Rugby World Cup. Ali, you were at the game the other night, uh, watching uh, Ireland in action. Yeah. But, um, yeah, well, what a great experience. Well, I think <clears throat> Europe is on fire at the moment, mm. isn't it, really, in terms of sporting ability. We've got a big game tonight, of course, for England, but that's soccer. But I'm, I'm more interested in what happened. Obviously, Ireland was a, a big, big 
disappointment because mm. I thought we had at one stage got the measure of them but you know that's the way it is but I think the winner of all of this is rugby because mm. we've seen some unbelievable tough games we see England in action again this coming weekend and let's see what that happens uh, of course the four main teams I saw were in in these quarterfinals which was yeah, New Zealand France England and or Ireland I should say apologies but Ireland and, and South Africa um, obviously the draw a lot of speculation and talk about the draw but that's the way it is the draw was a draw everybody yeah. knew what the situation so I don't see why people complain about it you did a bit of a gig an impromptu gig you say while you're yeah. over there with a couple of uh, Irish rugby <laughs> legends well uh, I've always done various different things with Keith Wood because he's a fanatical motor racing guy and I'm pretty keen on what he does in his rugby field and he has two sons by the way mm. playing for Ireland under 20 oh, and right. I promise you if they turn out like their dad and let's not forget uh, Keith Wood's father played for the Lions and for Ireland mm. and was an absolutely wizard of a player so let's hope we've got a good string of people coming up um, but Michael Flatley took out his flute I had the spoons and we basically <laughs> stopped the Main Street Corrigans uh, in, in, in the middle of of Paris was at a, a no-go area. It was just jammed with lunatics oh, fantastic. running around with pints of cake. Listen, yeah. that's part of the folklore. You don't get that often to go to these and enjoy them, you know, every four years. Um, and it was a very special day. Yeah. And now you've got a new podcast with your old pal yeah. David Coulthard. Yeah. You? I wouldn't call him a pal. I hate <laughs> the guy. <laughs> <laughs> now he's probably one of my best pals hmm. from a long time ago. And he was very lucky, you know, he, he avoided me as a team because uh, every time I tried to encourage him to come and drive for us, he kind of poo-pooed me and he put me to one side. And uh, I think that was a very sensible thing. He obviously has a few brains up there in that head of his. Will you stray away from the world of F1 now and again? Is that, I mean, is it predominantly an F1 podcast? But I'm not taking you to discuss talk about all sorts of things. Like, yeah. I'm sure we will talk a little bit about uh, Ireland beating Scotland. Of course, that was a bit yeah. of a painful pill for DC to talk about. Mm. But I kept reminding him during that particular show. Um, but look, we, we vary. You know, I, I, he wanted to have my wife on because he actually wanted to find out what I really was like at home, not the <laughs> lunatic that he sees. But um, so that was interesting. And of course, then we have, of course, a lot of uh, different sports people. You know, Roy Keane, for example, was probably my second player on at that particular programme. And um, uh, that, that was a big boost. And I love that. Um, yes, we try and mix it, but it's not just a Formula One thing. Yeah. Jean Alessi, Berger, we've had the Prince on from Monaco. And he was talking about Formula One, but he was talking about, I mean, he is the most fanatical sports star. You need to get him on this programme because yeah. he's just a genius to work with. Mm. And he understands uh, so much. He's at a lot of the rugby. He obviously goes to the soccer. He's crazy about the golf. So he 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 was at the Ryder Cup in Rome and left at the minute uh, Europe had won, and he flew straight to Marseille to watch that game with England. Yeah. I mean, guys, crackers. Yeah, you've you've led a big, noisy, exciting life, Eddie. Was it always like this? Was it like this as as a as a kid? Did you think that's the way your life was going to go? Actually, as a kid. Um, I was being, uh, if you like, coerced into being a banker. And now you couldn't imagine two more opposite things, motor racing and being a banker. Mm. But, you know, that's, that's, that's how it was. Um, 
so I started life in motor racing very late. And, um, or that's the excuse I'm giving why I wasn't good enough to be a top driver. Um, but clearly I wasn't a good driver or I wasn't good enough to be at the top level. I was in the same team, uh, but at a junior stage um, at the Marlborough World Championship team, there was James Hunt, Nicky Lauda. And then when Prost came, uh, I, I had to say, listen, adios, because this guy's too good. Yeah, um, and uh, it was Nicky who convinced me. You know, he said, Eddie, you've got to give to the gab, you've got a good commercial head on you and yeah. you're financially astute, so to speak. Um, why don't you consider running a team? And I said, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. And I thought about going back to Ireland. And then he came to me with James Hunt's uh, younger brother, David, and that was the first driver I ever had. So, okay. you know, a lot of cards came up trumps for me. Yeah. And I have to tell you, you know, a lot of cliches and people say how lucky they are in life. I promise you. I'm I'm more, I'm the luckiest guy that ever was. Yeah. Okay. What what have you made of drive to survive and the success around it, Eddie? Well, I have different opinion on it, hmm. and the, the the main thing I think that gives me uh, encouragement about it is because it has, for sure, opened the network and certainly opened the US. US in terms of Formula One now is absolutely crazy. Hmm. There's a race this coming weekend, yeah. you probably know about that um, which is the US Grand Prix in Austin um, and we should talk about that because hmm. I think Lewis has a chance there I mean, I, I've read what you guys have said and talked about so we can come back to that but then, you know, Vegas later on in the month and or in November uh, and we've already Miami so three races in the one continent hmm. is it too much? Possibly not but nevertheless it's a different type of racing they enjoy it, but I think that has all come and stemmed from Drive to Survive. Mm. Yes, Formula One and perhaps what Bernie had started with Indianapolis and then going to Austin, uh, it's now just become so massive. With um, with the season kind of ending, if you like, prematurely uh, and Red Bull running away with it, it's meant teams have started to concentrate on next season. That includes Mercedes, you just said. And apparently there's new engine parts. They've been tweaking this, tweaking that. You say you think Lewis has got a chance, but ultimately, do you see it being any different next season, Eddie? I don't see it being any different. Uh, I don't care what engine Mercedes have. The car is not to the level and the quality aerodynamically mm -hmm. uh, in terms of the ability to drive it hard um, and, and to get the maximum out of it like Max Verstappen is able to do. Uh, a lot of this, may, nevertheless, is to the sheer talent that Max has uh, because Checo is not able to do the same thing as he can. Um, so let's just round up what I've just said. I think that Max will probably win again at the weekend in Austin. Uh, I don't care so much about this little stories here and little stories there because there's only so much you can do mid-season. And next year, um, I was at a function the other night with Adrian Newey who... We're cyclists. We cycle a lot together uh, in Cape Town. And Adrian tells me that he feels that the evolution of what they've got at the moment is going to be so difficult for anyone to catch up with. Mm. So please, folks out there, uh, prepare yourself either for a boring time or an exciting time, depending <laughs> on whether you're a Red Bull fan or not, yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's going to be similar and Max is going to be so good. Well, is that good or bad for the sport? I, mean, is I don't it think it matters. You don't think it matters well, that team, one team is so dominant or one driver well, is? Well, uh, of course it's annoying uh, for the punters at home, but you know, people remember uh, with great love and affection 
generation. They they remember the Senna days, uh, and then following him was Michael Schumacher. Followed him, you know, Prost was in there at one yeah. stage, and, and, and no one was screaming about being bored when Lewis Hamilton won seven world titles. Mm. So I think that was probably a nationalistic situation. Uh, people in Britain wanted to be sure that Lewis would win those titles, and were perhaps disappointed that he was robbed of the eighth one um, in Abu Dhabi that year or a couple of years ago. Um, so people that still uh, wrangles people's minds nevertheless we have to look forward and I think Max Verstappen could actually go and, and, and in my opinion if I was to say what's a betting man I think he, he can pass the seven titles because this oh. car is that good mm-hmm. um, and he's so young He's also so committed. I don't see anything wavering. His attitude when he finishes the race, he goes yeah. into the in with the car and and he's doing lap after lap on a simulator, and so he knows where every bump is and everything. You know, there's no testing like there used to be, but what he makes up for that is in the simulator. Yeah, amazing. Um, you're talking about the, the key. The F1 is finding the next big thing, and I know you're keen on. Uh, the Australian Oscar Piastri, the work he's well, done. Well, I am. I'm keen. There's a whole heap of them there. Yeah. Um, and I think, that, you know, sometimes you look back and you look at, for example, the English team for tonight. Where's the next group of guys going to come from? Yeah. Where's the under-21s? So now I'm employing the same kind of philosophy. Mm. Where does the next group come from? For, for you know, Lando Norris, for sure. Mm. Uh, George Russell, for sure. Um, Albon, although he trades under a Malaysian flag, he's actually British and I, I actually include him in the in, in the great guys coming forward. But Oscar ha, has blown us all apart. Um, I remember he's managed by a very, very close friend of mine, uh, Mark Webber, and um, it was his wife who first saw him. And Anne was, ironically, um, team manager of Johnny Herbert when Johnny came to drive for me in all of those years ago, mm. 87. So this girl knows what she's doing and she came to me and said to me, you just please watch this guy. He is awesome. And that's exactly what he is. I mean, at this tender age to do what he did uh, in, in the sprint race last weekend mm. uh, and then in the race itself, uh, I, he's absolutely mustered. He, he has to be up there, given a real chance. He has to be in that group that I've just described mm. as potential new New champions of the world. And finally and briefly, um, you mentioned cycling. You've just got into the e-bike business, oh, I yeah, read. Nice. Is that right? You've, just got, you've got your Drawed own range <laughs> Well, the, the e-bike is something that I think, London, you need to have an electric bike. Whereas mm. I wouldn't be seen dead on an electric bike if I was in Cape Town or in, in Monaco because of the hills. Mm. It's all about the pumping. And, of course, there's far too many professionals in Monaco. They're all sort yeah. of based around there. But um, I love my cycling. I think it's fantastic. But, you know, if people want to be able to get around London and, and with the new cycle lanes, I know Jeremy Clarkson is complaining about the cycle lanes, but I think they're great. Mm. And uh, anyone who's out there, it keeps you fit. It keeps the whole of your body working at a proper rate and it gets your cardio going. Um, I, folks out there, please think about cycling. Think about your health. And uh, there's nothing wrong with cycling an e-bike no. because it gives you the longevity. It actually makes you able to get further. I, I cycled to here oh. uh, from Fulham, right beside Chelsea Football Ground. You know, probably... 
45 minutes mm. and I feel absolutely overjoyed. On one of your own bikes? On one of my own bikes. Wow. Beautiful. Very good. Fantastic. Yeah. Like yeah. Got a plug nice. or not? Did I, like I get that. a plug? You get a plug, plug in. Yeah. 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 I Why opened not? the door and you crashed oh. lights. Yeah. <laughs> so you must have been primed to do that. Yeah. Uh, Formula for Success is uh, Eddie's podcast with uh, David Coulthard mm. um, and you'll get it wherever you get your podcast. Lovely to see you, Eddie. Thank yeah, you for coming in. Joy. And now I see what actually does go on. I thought it was a dingy little garage that you guys were on. This is very beautiful, isn't it? I know you Pop in and see Mr. Brazil now and no, again. No, but listen, Mr. Brazil, I avoid. I must oh, tell well, you. Oh, well, yeah. You're not the uh, only person I mean, to say that. The last time I saw him, it was in Cheltenham. Yeah. And I can show you a photograph because I I believe there was about 18 pints of Guinness in front of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, I can confess that I only merely touched a few of them, mm. but the rest of them touched the insides of his yeah. liver. So uh, I hope <laughs> you need, you need to get Alan on an electric bike. Yeah. <laughs> We'd all like to see that. I tell you what, I'm very nervous if he comes on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd be It'd be good value, I think. So no, we know that seconds. for sure. Yeah. I'm almost nervous as to who's going to ask him the questions. <laughs> Eddie, lovely to see you. Thanks, Thanks for coming It's a real pleasure. Thanks Appreciate for the time, it. guys. Eddie Jordan there. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawksby and Charlie Baker here on Talk Sport. Now, we've, we've told you a couple of times this week, we've spoken to Australian players and New Zealand players because they go head-to-head at the GTEC Community Stadium, Brentford Stadium tonight. Yeah. It's Australia. V New Zealand. I had no idea until today that they are playing for the Soccer Ashes. Oh. Yeah, I would have chatted to our guests about okay. it. I don't know how much I would have known about them. They are, they are little known. Um, it was in the 20s that there was a game played, 1923, a series of games between Australia and New Zealand where they played them at soccer. And then the trophy went missing for like okay. 30 years. And then um, it was found again. Actually, I think I said it was found again in 2023. Um, but it, no. It was held between the 20s and the 50s. Yeah. Then it went missing. Now it's just been found. Okay. Um, what are the ashes of, you ask? Yeah, well, what do they burn, Paul? Well, uh, the two captains who played in this series of game in 2023 were apparently Alec Gibb of Australia and George Campbell of New Zealand. And the ashes, or the ash... Uh, are the remains of the cigars they were smoking when they decided to make this a thing. They decided they would play for their own version okay. of the soccer ashes. So, yeah, the ashes, we're told by good people at Wikipedia, were encased in a razor case used by the New, a New Zealand soldier during the Gallipoli campaign in World War One. The case was then set in wood from both countries. Oh, nice. Yeah, it went missing Is for years Is that the most unhealthy trophy of all time? <laughs> I currently think of it's basically cigar ash yeah. in, a, in a box. Like but, it, but it smells nice. But it, I bet it does, yeah. But they're playing for that tonight, uh, Australia and New Zealand. I think some tickets are left if you want to take in a game That'd tonight. That'd be a good game. I, mean, I thought Australia will win that. I think they're oh, the better oh, side. I think they so. quite a lot. Yeah, and they've, they've brought... And they've, you know, got a Trouble is for, with like, West London, there's no, there's no Southern Hemisphere there, Paul. Yeah. So there's, so there's no Aussies in, the, no, in, in so West London, yeah. so it'll be a real difficult for them I to imagine it'll be quite it, a decent yeah, turnout exactly. tonight. Yeah, so yeah. there we are, the soccer ashes. Very nice. We, yeah. we, um, no, we were saying earlier on that my um, my brother said uh, about yeah. uh, they put on a bet nine to one for England to beat uh, South Africa on Saturday, and I said, I'll I'll give you. You I'll turned give you. I said, bookmaker. I said 30 to one, but yeah. I could have said 100 to one. We are, we are not winning that game mm. in a million years. Right. <laughs> In a million, it's like when it's like when like Bournemouth play Arsenal. They play in a similar style. Well, they used to, didn't they? they used to be yeah. in that similar style, and Arsenal play so much better than them that Bournemouth hardly ever beat Arsenal. Do they? Right. South Africa play like England, and but do it so much better. You can so see no much, way. In I which... can see no way in which England 
I said I said on Saturday, Sunday, it'll be 54-6. It'll be that sort of game. I'm saying nothing here because it'll be easy to clip, yeah, I know, you can clip on, it out, yeah. on Monday when and, England and, win. And, and, and uh, a, a lot win. of fans came on to me and said, oh, how are they going to get the six? Yeah. You know, said... Oh, they're as yeah. bad as you, Charlie. You know, those... those this te- is not feeding those, back to those the Those ten-yard drop goals don't kick themselves, Paul. We've got we to um, believe in them. No, we believe. Give you 100 to one. Anyway, when did you bet your... Yeah, the, when were you the, the family, family flatter? The yeah. family flatter. And they, that's never a good idea. Here's a lovely one. Bought my 18-year-old brother's Acker bet off him in 2014 for 20 quid with 15 minutes to go. Two teams losing and one drawing out of 10. Within five minutes of the bet, two teams were winning. And then one of the highlights of my life, when a late Charlie Austin winner against West Brom, meaning the bet came in and I won just under 400 quid. Oh. My dad expect, expected me to share the money as with my brother. Absolutely no chance. Really? There we are. Very nice. Nice act. I don't know who that was. From, from beautiful. Anonymous. Beautiful. Bought, bought the acker and it came in. I've, I've never quite made. You know what? I nearly did it. I did a ten-game acker. I just do it for a little bit of fun every yeah, week. Tiny again, little. Yeah. I just do a pound just for a bit of fun. Yeah. All ten games in the Premier League every week. Oh, just okay, And the closest I ever came was nine. Ooh. And um, I don't know if Callum wants to send me a check, but um, <laughs> I think what was it? it? Was about I don't know. It was it was it was about two and a half grand or something like that. Okay, it was quite yeah, a lot. Lovely, I've been yeah. quite bold that weekend in my predictions yeah. for a pound. So it was you know. Um, Callum Wilson one on one with oh, Fabianski. No. Fabianski, if he scores it, he You're might in. have even been at Bournemouth then. If he scores it, I'm in the money. You're hovering over the cash out button. Sticks it straight Callum. into Fabianski's body, he yeah, does. Classic. Who are you blaming for the Akonok coming off? <laughs> <laughs> so let's have a rogues gallery of people let's who cost that. you money. That's nice, yeah. Players that, playing co- up front. players that cost you your Acker. Playing up front, two and a half grand for a quid. <laughs> Callum Wilson, <laughs> then of what there he is in Pro- the barrel. Yeah, <laughs> please gamble responsibly. I'm t- just a bit of fun that is. But anyway, if you want to tell us some more Talksport, we'll put a team together and with the financial values. Talksport.com forward slash H and J. Text to eight ten eighty nine. Tweet to TSH and J. More of you turning family bookmaker. How the heck did that get up there? We want to know as well. This is the. Shopping trolley that was uh, spotted yeah. and photographed in Malvern in Worcestershire on top of a uh, lamppost. How yeah. the heck did that get up there? Paul, Bus- the, Paul the Rushton and Diamonds fan joining yeah. in with the Tottenham. How did that get up there? Oh, yeah. Obviously how did that get up there? Earlier. Told you. Hard work, <laughs> good play and decent management. That's how we got up there. I'm not saying we'll stay there. That's how we got up there. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, Paul Hawksby and Charlie Baker here on Talk Sport. And coming up in the final hour, Gavin Mayers joins us, Daily Telegraph Chief Rugby Correspondent, uh, making a case today. He says, why this was rugby's greatest weekend. Oh, yeah. Something Eddie Jordan said, because he was over there, he was with us earlier on, ostensibly talking Formula One and more, but he was at the rugby. And he said the game needed last mm. weekend and knew exactly what he meant, really. And like Gavin... That game late Sunday night was just, I think, the greatest game of rugby I've ever seen. It was in ad absolutely at that France South Africa game. Yeah. It just ad absolutely everything. I've never, I've seen people try and charge down a conversion. I'd say over a thousand times. Right. Paul. Yeah. I've never, never seen, seen it, it work. Done. <laughs> but Macca made, Amazing. Andrew McKenna made the point at one of our rugby team here, making the point that it was, uh, you know, for 24 hours, and it was another game that was the greatest game we'd ever yeah. seen. Yeah, um, so incredible. So that kind of tells you a lot. Anyway, and a cheeky request from uh, Jim White uh, from The Telegraph saying, maybe it's time for all of our Celtic brothers and sisters to get behind England this weekend. Oh, He's yeah. the only remaining home nation. Yeah, a few of my Welsh friends have been on to him on yeah. Twitter. I can't read out what they've said. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what your old mate Mike Bubbins oh, makes. Oh, yeah, love that. Yeah, He'll yeah. be sitting there in his England shirt, I'm sure, in his man cave. Anyway, we'll chat to uh, Gavin later on. But uh, England, say live on TalkSport, over on TalkSport 2, we have a uh, friendly between France and Scotland. Mm. Two happy sets of supporters because they're both qualified yeah. uh, officially for the Euros um, over the last few days. And we cross now live to Lille because a friend of the show, TV uh, columnist in the sun, Ali yeah. Ross, decided to take this game in. Great. And what an opportune, a lovely atmosphere. It must be on the streets of Lille. Lovely. I think he's just arrived in town. He joins us now. Ali, good afternoon. Ali. Ça va pour le chali. Ah, oui, ça va. Et toi? Right in there. Right in there oui. he is. Oh. Hey, you're not qualified yet, no? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Only a matter oh, of time. Taking you. <laughs> <laughs> Only a matter. It was interesting reading um, Steve Clark today, the, the manager, saying he told the SFA... No danger. He basically said he had a look at he had a look at the, the qualifying group, and he said, "No, no, we'll be all right. We'll be fine." And they must have loved the yeah. confidence. But man, he 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 has walked the walk as well as talked the talk, hasn't he? Right. That wasn't my reaction when I saw that group come out. <laughs> uh, I must admit, but right back door it is. Okay, <laughs> uh, penalty shootout maybe. Um, yeah, he's he's done it. He's done it, he's yeah. done it with with two games to spare, which is. I can't tell you the relief because Georgia away and Erling Haaland at home Hmm. was no one's idea of an easy point anywhere in those two games. Yeah. So uh, thanks to the Spanish, they owed us one and we got it. So uh, the hotel booking that I made doesn't look quite so reckless and stupid anymore. Somebody was was telling me the other day they know someone who's made 27 hotel bookings Mm. all cancellable. 
But they just <laughs> so it's almost like they're playing roulette, putting chips on each. They're wait, they're waiting to see where where you end up and which group. Then they'll cancel the rest option. of them. The thing is, you you paid fifty pounds for every room, so wow. we've we've racked up a few hundred quid already. Right. Um, plus, they're going to put the prices up come December. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think when it, when it all December the second is when it all becomes clear. Hmm. Um, but I think Cologne, it's in the middle of the the country so we we won't be a million miles away and we'll just tweak the booking mm. and have a night in berlin or hamburg or wherever oh, else yeah lovely that this merry journey takes us the great you, country i think it's a fantastic country oh, yeah. what a it's superb country i went I I went over, the, yeah in 2006 i went over and and it was there it's very well policed they do yeah. a very good job they're kind of high profile and they but they're friendly and they're good but if it turns they they move very quickly they they, they but my experience of the german police was was fantastic they did a very good job i think oh it's it's a proper football nation and mm. i love germany anyway in so many of its cities and hopefully we'll get a chance to go to berlin and munich as well yeah uh, maybe not for the final but uh... <laughs> well, you never know you've got to dream big steve <laughs> parks probably see. told the sfa he thinks you'll make the final so I used to tell them we're going to retain it yeah. <laughs> what's the uh what's the moment you look back on and go that was it that that was the it, bit where we all believed and bang. Uh, the the hotel booking came into my head as Kenny McLean's winner nestled in the back of the Ullaval Stadium. There, mm. that's that's when I thought, all right, we really are going to have to screw up proper <laughs> Scotland style to blow this one. Uh, but I, do you know what? I think we're going to make it. And that, that, I've been to so many of these trips. I, I'm, I'm pushing 50 trips now and that, that Norwegian mm. one is the best out of all of them by mm. some distance but an amazing country wonderful people and then to top it all a result like that which is so un-Scotland like mm. we don't do late winners that's the thing so there was something in the air it's going to be um, lovely today, isn't it? Because it's absolutely no jeopardy for either side. Uh, it's a big party. It's a chance to celebrate qualification today yeah. in, a, in a, a sort of a nice city where you can all get in the town square and have a couple of beers. Everybody's going to be in a good mood. The French fans have been in a good mood because they're through. They'll probably make some change. Even if you get pumped tonight, Ali, it doesn't matter, <laughs> does it? Yeah, you, you say that. And it's true right up until the moment the fifth one goes in. Yeah. Then you think, oh. Clark out. A moment. Clark out. Yeah. yeah. We, we've just got here, though, and none of the French people know, what, what, what are you all doing here? <laughs> we're playing <in> football. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're, ne we're never as big a drawer as we think we are. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's just a beautifully relaxed atmosphere amongst. There's 10 of us over in our group, mm. and it's... Mm. Uh, it's more chilled than it's ever been, and it's wonderful. A lot of travelled, I would have thought. No, I mean a lot would have travelled anyway because it's very accessible. It's just sort of get down and jump on the train, isn't it? So it's quite easy. Yeah, it, it, it was very much the London Tartan Army on the Eurostar, mm. which had the, the. I don't know if you can appreciate the middle class nightmare this involved, but we got on, and the, a woman said the filtered coffee machine's broken. They're offering instant. And you can just see the whole car. Oh, God. How will we ever make it through to the other side? But we did. Oh, yeah, the there's humanity. a lot of London-based fans. Yeah. It's great for the young people and the kids as well, isn't it, of, of Scotland mm. to, to experience this because... I've got friends. I've got friends who are Scottish, and and their kids are sort of eleven, twelve, thirteen, and and they've never really seen Scotland qualify properly or two in a row, but but actually, to actually win qualification and go through and 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 this level of success is, is a new feeling for them. 
yeah, oh, they're going to have a hell of a time. But I, I, got, I, I started going at the 1990 World Cup, Italy. I've, I've always maintained that I've, I've enjoyed a qualifier more because I know if I go to a tournament, we're not coming back with a trophy. Yeah. Um, but I can go to somewhere like Oslo and we, we pull a surprise result and mm. it's just the most beautiful experience of all time. So, But I will go into it uh, sleeping in a much much better accommodation than I was in 1990, let me tell you, because we were on a campsite then oh, uh, for nice. the duration, and it was horrendous. Oh, no. Costa Rica immediately came to mind when you said that, the Costa Rica <laughs> Yeah. Defeat. If you look at the pictures of that goal, it's my flag in the background when the Costa Rican guy's wheeling away. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, magic. Uh, but uh, th- that's maybe tarnished my memories of Italian yeah. night here a wee bit. It was, that, was on, when they in that kind of well. that yellow stripy kit that day. They wore a, they wore a different. We kit. were, I we were playing in an away strip, which mm. was predominantly white, but there were sort of bits of blue and yellow on yeah. it. Costa Rica were playing in red. But yes, yeah. Uh, at the Luigi Ferrari stadium wow. in Genoa. Wow, um, I remember that. Yeah, I remember watching that yeah. game. What a painful, game, painful yeah. memories. Wow. Yeah. Well, look, you can enjoy tonight. No pressure. Um, just have a good time. Yeah. Is that the plan then? Oh, to well, wander, wander down to the town square and have a, a sweet cherry? Is that is that the plan? It may be an order, Paul. It's absolutely packed. There's a couple of thousand over. So, wow. uh, yeah. Well, All in, in a good mood. Enjoy. Uh, have a good trip. Have a good time, Alan. Congratulations. Uh, thank you for your lovely message on Sunday, Paul. I oh, really yeah. appreciate that. I'm not, I'm not a bitter England fan. I'm glad I'm glad to see you there. I think it, What was it? Ever. Thanks for not putting me in your column for another week. No, I just said congratulations. <laughs> I know how much it means to him. Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's fantastic. A, it's, hey, a, it's a beautiful thing. He's got thing. a direct debit of 100 quid every month. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's the, only way, it's the only way I'm able to do I it. I messaged Barca, Jim. I don't know if you know Jim, but Barca, a regular contributor to our weekend show and become a friend uh, and he said oh I've already set up a Monzo account for extras in Germany next oh really <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's lovely, that's lovely fantastic well Ali have fun today all the best thank you God bless you thank you Cheers, there we are Ali Ross there over in Lille uh, that game live tonight on uh, Talk Sport 2 Chris Awanamo former Scotland striker alongside your commentator Alex Crook you can react to that and of course England versus Italy in the Euro qualifier. Maybe we'll we'll go. Uh, we can join Scotland this evening yeah. in qualifying with a victory, and that's Adrian Derham, your host from seven, um, with uh, Jim Proudfoot and Stuart Pearce, your commentary team, Sports Bar at ten, as we said to have your say. Uh, just a quick one. Uh, a regular talk about regular listeners. Gareth Merritt is a regular listener at the show, okay. a regular contributor to the show. Um, he had an accident on Friday. He's broken his leg, oh, no. and he is now laid up for six weeks. And I just wanted to wish him well. Yeah, Gareth. We appreciate him listening and contributing How on a regular basis. How did he break basis. it, do we know? So he doesn't say. Not a glamorous... Ended up busting my leg, he said Skiing or something, you know. Don't think it was anything glamorous. Nothing like that. No, I'm, I'm, I'd be guessing if I said he fell down the oh, stairs. Dear. I don't know. I don't Gareth, know. be well. Keep it talk sport. Indeed. Well, he's he's basically a captive put audience the, now. Put the radio just far enough away, you can't change yeah. it. Yeah. That's what we a bit like, yeah, like that, that film Misery, isn't it? Yeah. So the missus he just can't turn just, it over. Just can't. can't turn it off. It just don't give him a stick so he can do that. Anyway, we wish you well, Gareth. So um we're gonna get an Italian angle on tonight and we're gonna talk rugby next with Gavin Mears. Um, and lots more besides. We're here with Tool Station. Save up to 25% on trade quality to walk products in store online or on the Tool Station app. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. I mean, it's true. You know, you've said it earlier on. Them off. England are going to get cuffed. I'll give so. you t- 100 to 1 and 10 points difference. I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you that. I'm going to get bold, you're a bold bookie, you are. Thrashed. 
Thrashed. Family bookies you've been telling us about as well. I mentioned earlier on that uh, in a 10-game hacker, Callum Wilson putting the ball into the body of Fabianski when he was at um, yeah. Bournemouth cost me a pretty penny. It was part of my 10-game hacker. So it's almost like a rose gallery of players who've cost you money. <laughs> uh, Stephen Exeter said, I had a uh, £10 fivefold uh, on the team to win and both teams to score. Peter Crouch played for Stoke against Spurs, put a volley over the bar from five yards out and a 2-0 win for Whoa. a person... That ended up me missing out on four and a half thousand pounds. Peter Crouch. I tweeted Crouch. You never do that. You can't do that, Steve. Not his fault. It's not his fault, is it? And he never got back to me. He must have been so guilty. Yeah, that's what it was. He knew that. He no, missed it on purpose. He can't, he can't be. He, he knew you had it. He knew you had it. Be mithering the players when things like that happen. It can. It can happen, can't he? You have to put it down to experience. We all hate Rotherham. This is Chris, the Everton fan. We yeah. all hate Rotherham. Eight of us in the pub all selected a team each. Eight hackers with the selected teams. Rotherham let us all down for two and a half K. Won't bet on Rotherham ever again. So <laughs> ever they're playing. The bitterness that it brings out in power. Never forgiven, again. I've forgiven Callum Wilson. You've got to move on, haven't you? Forgive Doesn't and forget. sound like you've completely forgiven well, him. Have, if I I'm forgive. on his ball. You forgive and forget, don't you? You're anyway. Wembley tonight. Boo it, boo. But when he comes on, boo, it cost me how much? Put it over. Just chip it over his body, cover it straight into his body. And... Yeah, start having a go. Is that bloke all right? What's wrong with him? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yes, time now for Paddy's Pick in association with our official betting partner, Paddy Power. In Paddy's Pick, I'll be asking Charlie to identify a mystery sports personality who's made the news headlines in the past week and is Paddy's Pick of the Week. Charlie, you're going to get five clues to work out who it is. Yep. We'll start with £50 in the pot. For every clue you use up without the correct answer, £10 will be taken away. Okay. Paddy's Pick is all for charity. We're raising funds for the Rowcroft Hospice, a South Devon charity delivering end-of-life care and support to over 2,000 patients and their loved ones each year so Charlie are you ready yeah I just remembered I can't remember I was just thinking who could it be and I couldn't remember any names of anyone I've told you what you're going to get I feel very confident you, you think you're, you're the point that? in which you'll get it you right know, more or less said I cheated last week and I did <clears> not <throat> cheat I didn't say you cheated you Charlie. did more it, or less. it wasn't me that uh, turned off the feed from the listeners uh, it was the producer no listener told me it was the producer the listeners hate me you know that by now Paul uh, anyway <laughs> this this uh, are you ready <laughs> yes. for fifty pounds? Yes, go on, go on, this week's pick represents England at international level. Oh Man, yeah, that's tough. You ain't gonna, who's going to get that? That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's all they've given you. I don't set the questions. Owen Farrell. <laughs> He's only right. Hey! How did you manage that? Scored the drop goal to win the game, didn't he? Wow, that's pretty good. Let's Who's been at, in the news? Look at your screen. Your screen. Okay. Yeah, you are right. It's yeah, Owen good, Farrell. Good. It is Owen what Farrell. Is, what would I written down here, Paul? What had I written down? The you only name down, I could remember. So from you wrote the weekend. it down before I actually gave yeah, you the question. I wrote, I wrote down. I wrote down Owen Farrell. Thing, the only thing. What could it be? Who's yeah. Who's from the weekend? Owen Farrell. Who's from the weekend? Owen Farrell. Okay, well, I'll give you the other clues. <laughs> Maybe that was too easy. Maybe what, it was what, too easy. What, what, this person plays for England? <laughs> oh, right, yeah, that really narrows it down. Uh, age 13, he nearly joined Manchester United's academy as a keeper, but his path took him into a different sport. Yeah, that was a, another red herring. Would it? you have known that? No. No. See, this is where I thought you'd get it right. Well, I got it from Owen Farrell. He became the youngest ever player to appear in English professional rugby, making his debut age 17 in 11 days. His record was later beaten by his friend and schoolmate, George Ford. I, no, that's when I, I thought, might have got it from there. That's yeah, when I thought I got it on it. the first one. 
Yeah, his uh, scoring celebration of uh, linking his fingers together promotes the Dusha Muscular Dystrophy Charity Jack, of which he's a patron, yes. and for a tenner, you would have got it by them. One of the highest points scoring players ever in Test Rugby. He has scored over a 1,000 points in a 100 tests. But there you didn't need any of that. I didn't need it, Paul. A massive... Fifty pounds. That's very good, Charlie. I, well I done. still get the vibe that you don't believe me. The producer doesn't believe me. <clears throat> you think I've seen the piece of paper at some point, something like that. That's the. Is that what you're thinking? No, not deep at all, down? Charlie. I think no. You played the game in the way it should be played. Paul, thought, I'm House of Gains champion. I've, yeah, I'm, 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 you've defied the odds on many I've occasions. I've defied the you? odds in many, many things. I'm good at a quiz. Yeah, and so look, look, there I am, another you're fifty a competitor. Ra- racked up for the Rowcroft. Brilliant. Yes, right. So uh, Rowcroft Hospice getting another fifty pounds from Paddy Power, courtesy of Charlie. So that is Paddy's pick of the week, and of course for booting England into the Rugby World Cup semi-final, it was Owen Farrell. So fifty pounds for the Rowcroft Hospice. There'll be another Paddy's pick next week. Thanks to our friends at Paddy Power, official H and J betting partner, eighteen plus only. Be gambler aware. Paddy's pick on TalkSport with Paddy Power. Can you guess who's made the headlines this week? Mm. 18 plus, be careful aware, don't talk. Charlie's term family bookmaker taking mm. money off his brother who thinks England can beat South Africa this week. Charlie's not having it. This is out the way it should be done. Kevin from Ascot. My mum and dad always had a shilling, 5p for our oh, younger yeah. listeners. Bloody Lovely. not younger, 1971 we went decimal. <laughs> on the boat race. He was Oxford, she was Cambridge. Oh, lovely. My brother and I have continued this tradition. I'm Oxford, although we've massively increased the bet to half a crown, brackets, 12 and a half P. Oh, very that's the nice. way, you see, that's a bit yeah. of fun. That's a little fun very gamble. Oh, 10 P. I always have 10 P on stuff. You do? 10 P. Like you like a little 10 P? Little 10 P. Little 10 P on there? Sort of the threat. 10 P. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you 10 P. Well, it's just the, you know, yeah. I'm going to win it. I'm going to be right. I'm never right. I have to see you in Monte Carlo. Right, just, <laughs> 10p. 10p. There's 10p there. <laughs> There's your 10p. Where's the 10p chips? Have you got any of those? <laughs> just at the table. Thinking, Who is this idiot? 10p. I bet you 10p I'll win this one. We said 10p. Double or quits. Double or 20p. Double or quits. I owe the producer about 40p. We always have a 10p on something. 10p. Really? Okay. 10p on it. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. There That's how it all unfolded today. I'm back tomorrow with Andy. Charlie, you're back on Thursday for the spread. See you Thursday. Have a lovely day. Time tonight, Paul. Yeah, we'll do, yeah. Do hope you can join us uh, tomorrow, myself and Andy. If not, the podcast will be available as always at four. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.